Hi there. You're listening to Human Nurture. I'm your host, Jason Brand, a packed level three therapist out of Berkeley, California. And this season, we're asking the question, how does a couples therapist learn to do that? So we give you an insider's view into couples therapy and the consultation sessions between couples therapists. What you're about to hear is an actual couple talking about their experience. We call it a couple clinical interview. But before we get into that, though, a reminder. This is for education and entertainment. It's not intended for clinical advice or counseling. Please, if you're looking for clinical advice or counseling, seek out a licensed couples therapist. Okay, so let's get you grounded for this episode, which was recorded in my office, because there was that brief window in COVID between the initial outbreak and the Delta spike, where people were actually coming in, and I was able to squeeze in a few sessions with Charlie and Yell. You'll hear the sound. It's a little rough in the beginning. We're getting settled. However, I left that part in because I think it's important for you to get a sense of the good rapport that I have with Charlie and Yell. We're excited to see each other in person, and you'll hear a genuine feeling of warmth and ease in the room. Before the session, I had a really helpful conversation with my colleague, Jeff Cohen. He's also a level three pack person in Berkeley. And Jeff gave me some good insights into how to bring forward the person in a relationship who says there's no room for their feelings. So within this couple, Charlie is the identified feeler, meaning that his feelings are often the ones seen as being too big to manage. But as we know in PACT, where there's one, there's always the other. So one goal of mine in this session was to help them to look at how their current ways of managing feelings leaves them both alone with the feelings. The challenge I had, though, was that in the room, I also had to help Yael find her feelings and amplify them so that they could get expressed for the couple to hold. You'll hear me repeatedly slowing Yael down and really focusing on her experience. Then I'm going to cross-question to Charlie about those feelings as a way to further amplify them. That's enough to get you settled. Here we go. First half, couple clinical interview, Charlie and Yell in my office. I think it'll continue to be a part of my practice for as long as, I think it's here to stay. Mm-hmm. When you say telehealth, are you doing your practice just via the Zoom or is it something else completely? Just Zoom, just Zoom. I do a couple people like the phone for some reason, which is fine, but uh, mainly now Zoom. You need your glasses for I can to take see. Them off. Can you? Okay. Yeah, just I'm so that because the, ref- the reflection. Oh yeah. The reflection. I can lean a little. I can move in a little bit too. Yeah, it's for like far, but like if I need to read a straight sign, like I couldn't see. Okay. You, but I can see you just fine. Great. All right. So let me just get set here. How's the weekend? How's your weekend go so far? Hmm. This is my Saturday for me. Oh yeah. What did I do Saturday. Today? Yeah, with a baby. But I haven't done any work. Well, I did a little bit while she was asleep. So um, that's good for me for this. What kind of work do you do on the Usually weekend? Usually I grade or uh-huh. lesson plan. That makes sense. Think about who am I going to reach out to or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yourself? Good. I had a nice night last night. Jen and I went out. And just the two of us, which was a nice treat. And what else? Uh, I can't remember what I did Friday night, but it's good. <laughs> we went, we tried, we attempted to go out Friday night and then we were like, well, at least we 
got into the car. First Friday. Yeah. First Friday. Mm -hmm. Exposure therapy for myself. Get out in the crowd. Uh huh. I mean, we didn't actually. We didn't get, get out in the crowd. Yeah. We didn't get out, but we like left the house. Uh -huh. It wasn't because like we didn't want. It was just too difficult to get through parking. And yeah, and then the babies uh -huh. started getting hungry, and we we're like. Mm. Oh, so you guys were gonna to get the whole, the whole. Yeah. I mean, how old's the baby now? A year and a half. What's going on in a year and a half? She's sleeping better. Uh huh. <laughs> She's sleeping better. Slash. Well, we've just been taking her in the bed earlier, like when we go to sleep. I'm like, okay, we'll just put her in the bed now. Because I've been, before that, I would just like wake up when she would wake up about one o'clock and then bring her in the bed. I'm like, why do I keep getting up to bring her? Why don't I just like bring her, start the night that way? Which is like, okay, sometimes I'm like, dang, like I want to cuddle more. But now she's here and then I get more distracted. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a work in progress. I'd love to see what she's looking like these days. You have your phone? Looking cute, of course. Like... How's the shop, Charlie? The shop's going well, thank you. It's, um... Yeah, it's it's going. Oh my god, you guys. Oh my god, look at her. She's such a mix of the two of you. Thank you, I appreciate that. I that essay yesterday. I sent her that exact picture. She goes, she looks just like Elle. Really? Charlie no, I, I, that's funny. I my eyes. Everybody says that. Like, you know, I'm oh, People do say it, but I'm like, honestly, to me, I mean, I don't know. I don't see it. I think she looks like her own person. Yeah. I was just showing him the other one. Okay. Me. Your older daughter's... She's doing well. She's turning into... Uh, More of a teenager. teenager. She's just trying uh -huh. a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's a little Boy difficult. stuff. Yeah, it's hard for me because I've never really, I mean, we've had a pretty good relationship, but there's been a couple of moments when there's been like friction in our mm -hmm. relationship. And this is one of those. And both of those times I've recognized that it's probably been me in the sense that it's mostly my fears that start kind of coming up and mm -hmm. I start parenting based off of fear. And it's funny because a lot of the times I'm like, in this situation specifically, I was being, I was concerned that she was starting to make decisions based off of emotion. Like, you know, the decisions of, uh, now she was like, oh, I think I want to go to SoCal for college. And all these things, and I was like, <laughs> going through my head, I'm like, what, what is she, why is she changing it to that now? And I'm uh -huh. like, <laughs> trying to insert colleges in the East Coast, and <laughs> what about over here instead? And, and she can see where I do that, right? <laughs> of course. Well, I also tell her, right, I'm also like, yo, you gotta make sure you're not making, you know, after a while, like, don't, whatever. Uh, and so, uh, so I apologize to her, because I, mid-discussion slash argument, I was like, eh, it's probably my fault, actually. Like, I'm recognizing that I'm telling you not to make decisions off of emotions, and I'm parenting off of fear right now, so I just told her what I was actually scared of, why I was saying the things that I was saying at the moment, yeah, she was still like she felt better uh still offended that uh i would think that she was going to make a decision based off where this guy was at uh so yeah mm -hmm. and you got a good point on the that she shouldn't make a decision based on that's not why she's making it how dare us even think that right, that was the right, thing right. it's like okay well i'm like, gonna have trust that i'm like raising her to make but at the same time like there's so many decisions at this point happening in her life right yeah. college life and then at this age I was having a baby so it's like oh my it's just mm. and she's had a lot like she went from zero to like a decent amount of freedom in the span of like a, the month that we've been at school and, and so I had to explain that to her too mm -hmm. like look you're done because it was, it was a, on a separate occasion you know she's she wanted to go out or something and 
to me, I had to explain to her, like, look, it's not that I don't trust you necessarily, but it's just different from the way your dad grew up and I grew up. Like, mm -hmm. for me, growing up, I didn't even hang out with friends unless my family knew their family. Like, not even just know them. Mm -hmm. Like, they needed to know, like, who's the mom and dad, or whatever the situation was. And for Charlie, it was like, okay, free, more free-for-all you can do what you want. And for her, we're trying to figure out, like, neither one of those, I think, is necessarily mm -hmm. the best of, like, too much control and not at all. Um, and just trying to figure out, like, how to navigate with her post-pandemic. Oh, yeah, that was a thing. You know what I mean? Trying to explain that to her. And she's more receptive after we explain, but in the moment, it's, she takes it pretty personally, which is appropriate, I think, for her age. Would you guys, you want to put your stuff on the couch? It's not, it's not, uh, just to get more <laughs> yeah. comfortable here. Do what you got to do to feel comfortable. Well, let's get started. Um, what, uh, what prompted the phone call? Or the email? Of uh, reaching out the very first time? Of reaching out this time. You said you, you uh, yelled, emailed at some point, mm. and said, you know, we'd like to Oh yeah, like we were meet. seeing someone, um, someone else. And I just feel like we weren't, you were great. You're great. Basically, she wasn't as great as you. Okay. And That's not even <laughs> Thank an you. exaggeration. No. Like, that was... I, like, she was trying, but not even, I don't know. I didn't, like, what I wanted out of the meetings with her is I wanted to feel more connected to Charlie and more, like, on the same, like, wavelength with each other and just, like, more intimate in an emotional way, which I felt like I had a little bit after our conversation, and it was only, like, an hour, and I was like, okay, cool, you know, we'll... That's how it, they're all should they all should be like that. I mean, I don't know how therapy is supposed to work, but anyways, and she didn't do that for me at least. Yeah, I mean, for us when we were going through that, I thought she was a nice lady. Yeah. Um, I just felt like we weren't quite reaching uh, or getting really in depth into mm -hmm. what was going on. It took like three sessions to maybe feel like okay, then we kind of touched Got something. To something, yeah. Um, and I don't know what it was. I, I just. Actually, even in those sessions, I was just way more distant mm -hmm. and didn't really feel able to kind of open up or mm -hmm. really feel anything. Mm -hmm. um, it was more just like we were answering the questions, but I feel like there was a couple of opportunities that she could have had to like have us connect that just were like breezed over. And I was like, why didn't you take that as like, you know, or even she wouldn't like you for us, or you had us like face each other and like do things physically, and she didn't do any of that, or reading our body language. Like there was one point where Charlie was upset about something I forget, but he was like obviously like giving some signals, and like she didn't touch on it, and I just, anyways, I just like she missed a couple opportunities to bring us together. And sure, I was like, and that could also be because like being on Zoom. Well, we were on Zoom with. Fair. Yeah. Um, that's true. The. Uh, Anyway, but then ultimately, like, I guess the reason we also went to couples counseling was, I don't know. For me, it was like we're just hitting some walls that we don't have, I feel like we don't have the different tools. We just keep trying to use the same tools to do the same thing, which doesn't work because like if it did, then we wouldn't need, like we just need some new ways to approach some of the same arguments, I feel like ultimately. For me is what it comes down to. And I just want to connect with you more in a way that I feel like we haven't been able to do with just the two of us. Hmm. Okay. Good intentions, a little vague. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> so, so let's. Let, um, so I, I, I love that you're here. And what? But let's get a little more specific. I mean, what is it that you're, what is it that you're hoping for? That you're wanting to to see get better. Um. 
in the perfect one thing that I want to see get better is for me to be able to better approach you with a problem and that could be a problem that I have personally or a problem that's happening in our family or any problem and feeling like it's more like the conversation will be fruitful I feel like so in our at the very last session with the other person we were getting to where I feel like I have to wait for the opportune time to talk to Charlie about something that might be upsetting and how that's taxing for me because I just want to be able to talk to you about whatever whatever it is but I have to wait and that's like hard for me and I think there's other for you there's issues that you have with me that we haven't been able to get past either so specifically you feel like I don't I haven't been reflective enough and you hold that as a grudge towards me or a resentment towards me and I'm just like trying but not hard enough for you that's fair um, Help me with that one, Charlie. What did what did you all mean? With that. That last part about the last part. Yeah. I just feel I think what she's talking about is there are times where I'm putting I'm putting in work to try to become a, a better partner, better better person in general, and it's like a constant thing for me. It's just something that I, I try to do in general. And there's times with her where it's not quite intentional or. I feel like she's not really putting in kind of like some work into reflection of what's going on in her life or her feelings, her emotions, or even her part and our part in a relationship. It's just kind of like living, living, how I feel is living, um, pointing out problems, and then kind of like just that. That, she, that, that she does that, that, that she, that she yeah, lives, yeah, yeah. lives, lives, lives. And doesn't and you're and what do you what's Charlie saying that he does different than that, what you do? Well, he goes he has his own therapy and he like reads self help books and wants oh. to always improve and whatever it can, in everything in business and being a good partner and being a good uh, self person um, and he feels like I don't do that enough. I feel like I I feel like. Uh, I feel like you when I you are very good at problem solving at work and doing certain things like that. But then when it comes to us in the relationship, I think it's just more pointing out the problems, but not taking the steps on like, well, how do we actually make it better? Mm -hmm. um, and it's and I feel sometimes it's mostly coming at like, you got to do this more and you got to do that more. And there's very little like, what do I have to do mm -hmm. more? Yeah, so I just feel like it's a little bit more like just pointing out things, but not actually taking action to fixing our own. Hmm. Except for right now, the couple's counting, which is why I'm here. Okay. <laughs> you know? It's interesting, though. You, neither of you seem to object to the other person's analysis of you. You know, that Yael says she has to... Uh, tiptoe mm -hmm. or has to sort of pick the right time to mm -hmm. approach you I didn't hear you object Charlie says you know you don't do enough work on yourself the way that he's <laughs> well, doing I, I can see where he's coming from do I agree with like the if I can see where he's coming from and I understand it the, my part that I struggle with is the things that he wants to me to do probably similarly on the other side is that it's not that important to me certain things like I don't want I don't want to stress about oh my gosh you need to improve in everything like I don't want to be Charlie you know, I love him for, he can do that, sure. But I don't want to be stressing about needing to improve on everything all the time. So then I'm just like, okay, well, I get it. And yes, I want to get better at some things, but I don't want to beat myself up about improving yeah. constantly. And um, I think 
Well, I, I don't disagree with how she feels. I think that she does feel like she wants to not tiptoe around me. But, and that's probably, that's also like an issue that I have is that there's a constant thing of like, people treat me um, in the way that I was before the whole uh, therapy and even our last conversation. And I could say that, well, that's fine, but I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been that way, except for, which is why it's such an interesting day today, Except for today. Today, before coming here, I got a little bit more angry. Um, and it's so funny because I just talked to my therapist last week about like, yo, dude, I'm not as, uh, I don't really get as angry as I, and I used to. And I used to feel like, no, there's no way that I'm that way. Like, sure, I, I can get upset because it all boils down sometimes, but like, I feel like I'm a good person. And then I realized, like, you know what, maybe I was a little bit of a dick. And I didn't know it and now I'm able to see it more and then today it was just like oh man and so I felt like oh crap from the last time that we spoke to now it's gonna seem like I've done no growth and I'm right back to how I was and I'm like oh whatever that's life like okay. they're gonna get to see the ugly side of me I guess but um I think what bothers me more is that she feels like she has to tiptoe I don't disagree that that's how she feels. I'm not gonna negate that she feels that way. It's upsetting that she feels that way, but that's not, there's really not much I can do except for what I'm already trying to do to, to relieve that. And I agree, like I agree with that. Okay, all right, so let, let's, I think the place to start would be for both of you to get curious about what this is like for the other person. And what I mean by that is the tiptoeing or the you said, you know, picking the right time. I'm imagining for you that, like, a whole dialogue going on in your head about when do I, you know, how do I approach, when do I approach? Sometimes, I think I'm, you know, and that's where, for me, I get upset with myself. Like, am I just used to it now? Where, like, doesn't, not that it doesn't bother me, but I'm just like, it is what it is. Like, I know that this is how I need to have a fruitful conversation, although it's not always fruitful either. But it's just, yeah. It's just kind of like how I'm used to being now, but it's annoying <laughs> okay. to have to, like, I just, like, in my, in my mind, and I think for Charlie and I both, we have a vision of, like, what we want our relationship to be and feel like, and I feel like that vision is the same, but we're, but we both are not there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry, I've lost track of your question. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I think the challenge here is going to be for you guys to... You both clearly have one, you know where you want to be, which is mm -hmm. great. Um, that's a great thing. I think the challenge here is going to be to slow down enough to be in what the, some of the hard feelings are. Yeah. I think that's the challenge. Okay. What do you mean by the hard feelings? Well, let me, let me continue here and then you'll see, you'll see sure. what I mean. So, all right, well, let's go. What do you think is the hardest part about, for Yael, about, she said, you know, I can't tell if I've just gotten too used to this mm -hmm. or what, what, what do you think? So that sort of makes me think that it, it's almost like it's become normalized, this, yeah. this thing she's doing. What is she doing, though? I mean, what is, what is, this th what is it? Do you know? Can you tell, tell her about what it is? What, what she's is, doing? What she's doing when she's doing this tiptoeing thing or this, um, mm -hmm. you know, this waiting for the right time thing. I don't understand. Um, I'm not sure what you mean. Like... Okay, well, ask her then. What, what, ask her what she's doing. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for, uh, like, let's say I wanted to talk to you about my parents being able to watch the baby on the whichever the uh -huh. weekend that you wanted, right? 
So I can't talk to you about, because I know that planning stresses you out and like when there's objections to the plan, it gets stressful for you. So I need to wait till a time that you're not on your phone doing something because you don't like to be interrupted. Um, I need to wait till you're in a good mood because it's, I'm already going to bring up a stressful event to you that I'm not, that I don't, and I want it to be a positive conversation. So like if you're already stressed about something else, I can't do it then. Um, and no, I'm going to so, sl slow you down yeah. here just because what's going to happen inevitably is, is as you're starting to roll out what the scenarios are, it's going to, Charlie's going to start to, to get defensive is okay, my yeah. guess because mm -hmm. he's going to be like, well, I, I'm not always on my phone or I'm not. Yeah. So, so, and, and I'm going to do this for both of you. We're going to walk through this in a way that hopefully that you both feel like this unfolds in a, in a way. I guess what we're really focused on is what's, what's. What's that conversation like for you in your head before you go to Charlie? What's, mm -hmm. What are you doing and how and how are you talking to yourself in that? Um, that's a good question because I feel like, mm, am I talking to myself? Mm, I don't know. I guess it must be. What am I saying? Right now I'm thinking Charlie's being like, this is why you're not self-reflective. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that what you're thinking? Lightweight. Yeah, I, and I remember we just had this conversation with your dad. I just had this conversation with your dad the other day going to the park where he was telling me, like, you got to stop talking to yourself in your head. Like, stop that inner dialogue and just go. And I'm thinking to myself, I was just thinking, so when I was saying that some things happened, there was so much decompression happening inside of me in the truck before meeting up with her and uh, coming here. I was just saying, I talk to myself all day. Like, she'll find me in the bathroom in the morning. She's like, who are you talking to? Me. <laughs> like, I'm just reflecting on what am I thinking, what's going on. I, mm -hmm. And I, I do that a lot less. So I guess to answer your question, what am I thinking about? I'm, I guess, uh, I don't know what I'm thinking from what I'm saying, but what I'm wondering is, are you, when I start this conversation, are you going to be receptive to the stress that might come out of this conversation? Yeah. And can we, can we get to what I'm trying to get to, which is answers to certain questions that I have that I know when I ask you, that I feel when I ask you these questions are going to stress you out. And like, I guess what I'm wondering in the dialogue I'm having is how stressed are you? How much more stress is this conversation going to bring on you? And then thus negatively affect my day or myself because I don't want to be arguing about something that I'm just, what to me feels like I'm just trying to find out information. I don't know if that okay, that's it's it's a, it does it's 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 fast and so I'm actually having trouble, a little trouble keeping up. Yeah. So let's let's slow it down a little <laughs> okay. bit just because I think that my guess is that in here is some feelings is that that's, uh -huh. that's part of what I'm guessing is that is that um, it happens fast and you move fast and you clearly you know do you maneuver a lot to get to you know to get what you're wanting to get done which I, you know makes sense. Um, but let's slow it down a little bit. So, so just help me a little bit. Where, tell me sort of what the process is again that you're, that when you're thinking about, you know, Charlie's, Charlie's, you need to, you need to get from point A to point B mm -hmm. with Charlie. Mm -hmm. And you do, you're doing a lot of this calculating, thinking, navigating. Tell me, just slow it down for me. Help me understand it. Um, that's hard. I don't know. You just did it. You did a great <laughs> job. You just did it. You just did it fast. I think maybe yeah, doing yeah. it slow is slow is a little harder. Okay. Um, I guess I, I don't know how to answer that question. I just feel like 
I don't want it to be that big of a deal. And I stress that it's going to be a big deal and turn into a negative experience for me. And so then that makes me afraid to say anything. And it feels so stupid because whatever it is I have to say is not that big. To me, I'm just like, okay, I just want to figure out a logistical thing, you know, like what day is going to work best for you? Where are we going to go? Who's going to watch the baby? But I, but I'm so in my head about those questions being too overwhelming for you. So I'm like, okay, which one of those questions can I just answer for myself or like figure out before talking to you so I can ask you the least amount of questions possible? That's what's going through my mind. Like, what do I really need from Charlie? Is this a time that I can ask him? And I usually don't have it all fleshed out when I start, and then it's like, it doesn't work out. Okay. All right. Uh, turn into a big thing. What is a big thing? Like, if he gets upset about whatever I'm asking, or like, we actually don't, we're not able to ask, to answer the questions. You know, where he gets too overwhelmed, and then it's like, oh, I don't even want to go anymore. Mm. Or those words are said. I don't even want to do it anymore. I'm over it. That's what he would be saying to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a beautiful day. Let's take advantage of it in some way. And now, like, we're just going to be home. Mm. A lot of responsibility in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know Yale feels so responsible for, for the state yes. of things, for things moving? Can you talk, can you... I don't know about the state of things moving, uh, but I do know that she feels these ways. And when you say, like, I feel responsible, I do. Like, that's for me what is, um, what I get upset about is because I feel like, I do feel like I have a lot of the responsibility of figuring out the logistics of how we make something work. And so sometimes I want a partner in that. And I don't feel like you are able to meet me in, in that way. Of like, okay, we have a goal of let's go somewhere for our anniversary. Great, great goal. Let's do that. But in order for that to happen, certain things need to be taken care of. And I feel like I'm trying to take care of those things. And when I bring them up to you, then it becomes too overwhelming. And those things being like, where are we going to stay? Who's going to watch the baby? Like all the list of questions that to me are like, of course, these are things that we need to think about. But for you, they, they, to me, you interpret them as blockades. In fact, you use that language. Like, why are you always like stopping? Why are you always putting the brakes? And to me, I'm like, well, no, I'm trying to make the car go, but we need to make sure there's gas in it first. Like, that's how I interpret my line of questioning. And you interpret it from your words to me of like, this, you're just putting ways that, for this not to happen. And that struggle is a struggle for me of like, how do I frame it that that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make it happen. And in my brain, the way it works is in order for it to happen, these things, they, you know, these questions need to get answered. Does that make sense? It does, it does. I mean, I guess the thing that I'm, that I'm noticing is that, is that you both actually feel not great in this. Yael talked about, you know, at the end of, when I slowed you down, you talked about, you know, oh, there's so much going on in my mind, and am I, and you know, am I overthinking it? What am I doing? I mean, you, you don't. It sounds like it's not. You don't. You don't feel great about how this is going. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Charlie. I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I'd imagine that, you know, that as you're hearing this, that, that, it, you must not feel that great about how, you know, how hard it is to make a plan or, or to get things yeah. moving. Yeah, no, that sucks. 
it, I feel like it takes a lot to uh, not just make a plan, just to come, come up with, it, with an idea mm. of like, what can we do to make things better? Um, I'm not sure if I could respond to anything that you said. It's okay. Let's just, let's be with what you just said, which is it's hard to even figure out how to have a plan to make things better. Yeah. Huh. What do I? You don't need to do anything <laughs> like with it. I mean, okay. I mean, especially for, for, you know, that, that you're both so motivated and to feel like in different ways, right? I mean, Yael's story here is about being motivated to do things. Charlie's story here is about motivated to get better, to improve himself. For two people who feel that way, um, and then to feel like they can't even get a plan and get it going, mm-hmm. um, that would be hard. Mm-hmm. I think when we're trying to, to make something move, we each approach that in different ways that like negates the other person's way of thinking, probably. Like your way to get things moving is to have an idea and just do the next step to like towards that idea. And my way to get something done is to understand the plan and then execute. But you're like going without the plan, but it happens along the way. Like the shop. And it came out beautiful, by the way. But it's not the way that I would have done it. Like, And that's why I didn't do it. You know, so for me, I get in my head of like, well, this is why for me. Um, in my own personalness, why I don't do certain things because I just don't think that way. And I'm okay with that, but it must be taxing for you. I know it's taxing for you. What's the taxing part you're talking about? Just feeling like, like Charlie feels taxed when he has an idea and he's trying to share it with me. And then my core self of, okay, logistics then comes through and he hears that as blockades to achieving the goal and I interpret his overwhelmness of the questions to be like well you just don't care about my experience then you just want to like get it done or like move on to the next thing but you're not thinking about all the things that I'm carrying you know mm. or like wanting to make work mm-hmm. there's like we can't just up and go because there's like a whole nother human and and not that you don't care about her obviously you do but it's like okay well for me to feel feel secure in this adventure, I need to know everything's taken care of. Mm-hmm. It this idea about caring about the other person's experience. It sounds like you both kind of carry that around when in these times when things get stressful. I think so. I think you feel that I am not thinking about you enough. Yeah, I think there's uh, a little bit of both. I think there's definitely times when I feel like you're not thinking about me enough, for sure. And then I think there's times where you're thinking about me too much. Like, when you are tiptoeing about what to say. Um, Because, I don't know, I feel like you're having this internal dialogue of how am I going to react, what am I going to do, all these things, and you're not thinking about the actual question or the actual situation. And so then when you come to me, and yeah, there's times where I feel pressured on time or whatever we're doing. And so instead of just asking me the things that you want to ask or those things, you're telling me about what you're thinking, how you're thinking, and how it's so over, you know, all those things. And I'm like, just ask me. Like, dude, just tell me what it is that you're asking. Yeah. 
And that keeps the negative feedback loop because then it's like, okay, well now you're short. Now, now you're short because short like you're not actually asking. You're telling me your thought process on your fears of what it is to talk to me, or I could see it in your body of like just how scared you are to ask the question or whatever it might be. And I'm like chilling or whatever else that I'm doing. And there's just so much body language of like, and it's already, cause now I feel attacked. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like, oh shit, she's scared of asking me this question. What did I do for her to be scared to ask me this question? And I'm just like feeling it. Hmm. Just ask the damn question. Yeah, so then, and then on the receiving end, it's like, oh, this is why I can't talk to you. Because yeah. You're already in that place. And you're, and for Charlie, he's like, well, I'm already here because you're coming at me in a weird way. And I'm like, well, I'm coming at you this way because of my real lived experience with you of sure. times when I've asked you stuff that, you know, then it blows up. Into but, like, what happens to all those other experiences that that does not happen? And then half the time, it can't even happen. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you don't even allow that to happen. Like, I have to point out moments where it's like, oh, see, that was okay. Like, nothing happened there. Mm -hmm. It was cool. But, like, those don't ever get logged into uh, your mind. And I guess it sucks because, like, fortunately, you're probably not the only one that feels that way. Yeah, and I can understand what does he? What does he mean, fortunately, you're not the only With person? And then I think you have a fear that that might happen with the baby or something. Because yeah. it's like... Hold sure. it, hold it, slow down, mm -hmm. slow down. What do you know about him when he gets angry? What, what is he, he talked a little bit about it already today, that, that he got to the, he, he's been doing so good on it, and mm -hmm. then something happened. What do you know about his experience of being angry? I feel like he loses... I think you feel un, like people aren't paying attention to you. And that the only way to get them to see you is to get bigger in your words. And so you feel unseen until you snap. And then you're like, okay, now I have your attention. But I've been trying to get your attention the whole time. And then I think you feel, you probably must feel a lot of um, regret of like, oh shoot, now I'm the, now I did the thing that the people think I'm gonna do. And now all the work that I put in is for naught because now you're just gonna remember this and not like, like you were saying the times that you, that you had a different reaction. And I think for me, yeah, you know, cause then for me, I'm like, well, okay, yeah. Slow, you, slow, 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 slow. Yeah. See, this is, it gets, one reason why this gets confusing. I mean, it sounds sometimes like Charlie with the anger especially in this particular case, which you're talking about, it gets hard to distinguish between what's, what has the other person done and what have you done? And it, gets, it just gets confusing. Does that ring true to you? Yeah. So uh, just to put it back into your words, it was something about, you know, because you're not cataloging the times that this isn't true, you're not keeping up, you don't have a good version a good operating system for, for this thing that comes up. And can you see how that's confusing? Because for you, it must be confusing. Because on the one hand, the person is saying, hey, you're, you know, you're acting this particular way. But on the other hand, it's confusing if they're really paying attention or seeing. They're not giving you credit at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, and the thing is that I know it. Like, I know that I'm working stupid hard on uh, trying to become a better uh, person and being calm, and I recognize it. I'm able to try to pat myself on the back and 
And I know it. Like, there's no doubt that I'm doing a pretty good job at that. And I understand that people are still going to, because it's not like I'm not guilty of also judging somebody on past behaviors and like having my own little feelings towards that person. But what sucks is that I guess what frustrates me more is that this is usually coming from people that aren't even like acknowledging of their own behavior or what they do or like or putting any work into trying to be whatever they're doing and so all it does is just continue to accept like this negative energy coming from this person toward me and then tell me that I got to do more work or see now you're doing this and doing that I'm like dude what the hell are you doing like I understand what I got to do I understand the work that I need to improve on and I work on it but it just it gets even more infuriating when that person then can tell me that I still need more work to do and I'm like have you looked at yourself or have you checked on what you're doing or how you do things and yet it it's becoming kind of like suffocating uh, mostly because it's like I only have women in my life and it's I'm getting scared that it's coming from every woman in my life and uh, then I start feeling like what kind of a man am I like am I just a dude that do I only do this with women do I do this with dudes are dudes just like am I scared of dudes like am I being a bitch you know like do I not act this way with other people? But then I'm like, oh, well, my best friend probably thought that way too a couple of times. And and so, yeah. So then I just keep on wondering, like, how much more work do I got to do? And then it isn't me the whole time. And, but, like, I know it's not. I know it's not. But it's just, like, overwhelming. Okay, so that's a good place to pause it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. Join me next time. We'll do the second half of this couple clinical interview with Charlie and Yael. And then after that, I take this material to consultation and I sit down with my colleague, Patricia Hart. She has some great insights and really gets me settled with Charlie and Yael. I think it's a really great interview. I hope you'll tune in then. Thanks for tuning in now. Thanks to Charlie and Yael. Catch you on the next one. And we're out.